0: This is Messenger Insight, a podcast program brought to you by Oklahoma Baptist and The Baptist Messenger. Hello and welcome to this special edition of Messenger Insight. I'm Brian Hobbs, your host, joined with two great brothers in Christ and uh, who are important parts of the Oklahoma Baptist disaster relief. Today we'll be talking to Bob Nye who's author of a new book about Oklahoma Baptist Disaster Relief in the 50th anniversary, and then Jason Yarbrough, who just stepped into the role as State Director for Oklahoma Baptist Disaster Relief. Gentlemen, thank you for being on the podcast today. Oh, thanks,
1: thanks for having me. Thanks for
0: having us. Well, in the Baptist Messenger February edition, uh, listeners uh, viewers can see that Jason Yarbrough is introduced to Oklahoma Baptist there, along with Ryan Dethridge, and we'd encourage anyone to go to BaptistMessenger.com and read that article. And uh, in a minute, Jason, we'll will ask you how the Lord got you into that role. But today we want to talk uh, even more broadly about DR and the 50th anniversary coming up, which was recognized at the annual meeting of Oklahoma Baptist in, in November. Mm-hmm. Bob, could you talk about just this occasion and this book and how it all came about? And you're, you're a very um, key part of disaster relief. So well, go ahead. Go right I, ahead.
1: I don't know about that. But uh, uh, in 2020... Don Williams, who was the Director of Disaster Relief at that time, asked me to consider writing a history of uh, of the Oklahoma Baptist uh, Disaster Relief Program. Uh, And I thought, well, you know, it's something that's very close to my heart, something that I've been involved in for two decades or longer. And I thought, well, I think, you know, I'd like to do that. And I I had the experience because I'd gone, not that it was me, but the Lord led me to go to several different places during the years through the years with major disasters and you know accompanying sam porter who was the director at that time and uh, basically i I traveled all over the world with sam and i did many many articles for the baptist messenger as the managing editor uh, for 18 years uh, before i retired in 2016 Uh, I retired in October 2016, and two, three months later, they asked me to become the historical secretary for the convention. That's right. So I'm just like a bad penny, I guess. You can't get rid of me. (laughs) But uh, I thought I really enjoy history, and and of course I love uh, Oklahoma Baptist disaster relief volunteers who, who are just amazing in the amount of work and prayer and concern that they show for others Uh, during times of, of. massive stress in people's lives there are so many um, disasters that that we have been involved in and that really has truly made a difference in the lives of people not just physically by providing food and water and, and shelter and medical treatment but eternally because we use disaster relief as not really a method but as a, as a as a door to reach into their hearts with the gospel and share the gospel with them and as a result many of them have decided to to accept uh, Jesus as Lord and Savior. So that's what I really love about disaster relief. It allows us to share the gospel, you know, without coming up and saying, hey, you know, do you know God? Here, let me let me show you this track. We don't, we don't do that. We serve them by providing their physical needs, their medical needs, as I said earlier. And then as we go through that and ministering to them, they'll ask the question, Why were you doing that? Why would, I live 3000 miles away from Oklahoma. Why would you come to to my town to help me? And we say, well, you know, God loves us. And since God loves us, we love you. And we know that we have something that is going to help you for eternity, not just for here on earth. So that's kind of a long way of of saying how it all got uh, begun. But I took, it took two and a half years of research uh, going back through uh, files, uh, digital files, uh, uh, the Baptist Messenger files were extremely uh, valuable, as you well know, Brian, because we've kept article, we've kept copies of every article, almost every everything that's ever happened in the Baptist Messenger has a file on it. But going through there, searching the internet, doing personal interviews with people, uh, it took about two and a half years to really come to a culmination of putting. Uh, this book together, uh, which is by no means just my effort. It's been led by the Lord. Uh, it's it's 500 pages. It may be longer than some people would expect, uh, but it's broken up into 15 different chapters by, by category of uh, disaster, if you will. I, when I started doing this, I, my thought was, how am I going to put 50 years of information into a book that's going to be at least sort of easy to read you know but I finally decided to do it by category and then by each category go through chronologically through the years whether it was tornadoes or hurricanes or um, you know whatever 9-11. So that's basically kind of how it got started
0: uh, Brian. Absolutely. I mean, 50 years, and you think in that time just how much ministry has happened all oh, yeah. over the globe. And I love yeah. how in the book you you do divide it by deployments or, or disasters because these are huge moments, not only for those communities and states and countries affected, but but for the people that go. They'll never forget oh, yeah. their time serving. What were some of the deployments you were able to be part of personally, Bob, you and uh, Sam Porter and all them?
1: Well, uh Probably the most significant ones to me, especially, was the, after the earthquake in Haiti uh, in 2010. Uh, that country is one of the poorest countries on earth. Their infrastructure was was tenuous at best when the earthquake struck. Hundreds and hundreds of, of buildings were demolished. Uh, the last official death toll that I heard was 316,000 Haitians wow. died uh, in that earthquake, and and they had. They had almost 60 huge tremors after that as well. So I got to go to Haiti four or five times uh, with Sam. Uh, and we were working with the local pastors, which was really, really good. We always try to work with local pastors. Uh, I don't want to speak for you, but that's what that's kind of how we do it because it gives them a contact with the people, whether or not they're members of their church or not, they can reach out to those people and say, we're here. You know, we have these people coming in to help us, but we're here to help you because we are your neighbors. We speak your language. You know, I didn't speak Creole or Haitian, you know, of course. So we had we had some excellent translators that helped us uh, there in Haiti. Uh, they were really, really good, and they've extended that ministry since we left many, many years ago. Uh, we had a house that was owned by a couple in Miami that— uh, just basically gave it to Oklahoma Baptist for the next uh, year, year and a half. And we used that as our headquarters. Uh, they even had a couple of ladies there who, who were working there and they did all, they prepared all the meals for us. And, and we, had a, we had a truck driver named Frankie uh, who was just quite amazing. If, you're go, if, you, if you go into Haiti, you might have a divided highway but it didn't make any difference. If you wanted to get somewhere, you could go on either side of the boulevard. You know, he <laughs> he knew how to get around and how to you know, get out of all the bottlenecks. And, and sometimes you just had to close your eyes and watch Frankie drive because he'd get you where you needed to go. But sometimes, and, and if you didn't like the sound of horns honking, you just might as well left because there was horns hon- honking all the time. It, it was just amazing. It was just like a jumbled mass, almost like an ant hill with people just going here and there and most of them were walking, of course. and you and uh, Frankie was just was just awesome. but we did a lot of ministry we we built uh, we built water wells, we installed water wells, uh, almost two hundred water wells we we fixed some water wells that were already there uh, to provide water for for the people because water was a really, really big need as you can imagine. Yeah. Food, foodstuffs were coming in from different relief agencies, but water, and then we would tie that water, uh, that water well to a church so that people could go to the church or they could get fresh water, but they could also get the water of life because they were be going to hear the gospel about Jesus yeah. Christ, you know. So it was really a marvelous thing to, to be involved in. Some of the other ones were, of course, after the tsunami, the earthquake in, in uh, Southeast Asia, uh, went to Thailand four or five times and we worked with people over there and, uh, were able to help some of them restore their lives there as you can imagine their their economy was just about destroyed uh, a lot of the fishermen had lost their boats I lost their fishing nets and uh, one one of my favorite stories is i I called Sam in the middle of the night it was the middle of the night in Oklahoma one time and said we need uh, we need twenty five thousand dollars to buy fishing nets and Sam went uh, excuse me, <laughs> but he he talked to Dr. Jordan and we were able to get the money together and send it over there so we could buy these fishing nets, these shrimp nets for people who had lost their livelihood. They didn't have any way to make any money. They didn't have any way to feed their families either. So this helped them in two ways. Feed their families. It gave them a, a job to be able to, you know, to to make money to help rebuild their lives. 9-11 was, a, was probably the biggest event that changed my life. That's we went uh, up to, Five of us made it to New York City about f- four days after the towers fell on September 11th on Tuesday. We were ministering to folks, and we uh, we got in, and we finally got down into ground zero through the efforts of a, uh, a New York City police officer who noticed how we were ministering to people outside of the gate, if you will, outside the perimeter, and he called us in and said, you know, it was really funny. He said, You guys look like you guys look like you're tired. We had just gotten there. It was in the morning and Sam goes, We're not tired, we just got here. And he goes, You don't understand. You look you look very tired to me. And we kinda of went and looked at each other and he says, Come on in, I'm gonna I'm gonna show you where some cots are if so you can lay down and take you know take a nap and get some rest. So once we got in there, he says, Okay, you're in. I know I know what you're doing. I've been watching you. I know that you're here to minister to people. Go forth and, and do what your wow. what God has called you to do. That I'm getting chills just sitting here, even thinking about how God yeah. provided and opened that gate for us to get in and the first thing we did was was minister at the uh, the temporary morgue at ground zero, where they uh, uh were bringing out all of the victims, the bodies and and so forth. I won't go into yeah. that uh, very deeply, but it was it yeah. was a, it was a valid ministry to the firefighters, the police officers, the port authority officers who were bringing their brothers in from the pile and we pl- we prayed over all the bodies and, and the body parts that they brought in and ministered to the firefighters and ministered to the, the the public in general so yeah i'm kind of rambling on but that's those are some of the main ones that, that i was involved in plus you know there's been hundreds of others
0: tornadoes and
1: Floods, Wild, fires, wildfires, floods, yeah. ice storms, you know, yeah. all kinds of things. So,
0: Well, uh, I'd encourage anyone to check out the book. Uh, it's called And the Rain Descended, 50 Years of Oklahoma Baptist Disaster Relief by Bob Nye. Bob, you did a fantastic job. And, you know, just the way this—it's it's really stories of impact. And— uh, to think of the staggering loss that uh, our people see, but we get to be a light in in the darkness and really step in there. So we're so thankful. And, uh, of course, we've been talking about Sam Porter, who served as state director. And now, Jason, you're in this role. Uh, As you think about the ministry potential, could you talk about what you're uh, encouraged by as you step into this role and some of the things you'd like to see and be part of?
2: Well, I just think – Bob, I just want to thank you for, man, that extensive effort to put that together. Uh, That puts to pieces or brings together the pieces of all that we do scattered around um, serving and uh, brings it into a way where folks can kind of hear what we've done over the last 50 years. I get the joy of coming in on year 50 and uh, standing on the shoulders of men like Bob and Sam and others that have led Mm -hmm. um, the organization and the ministry um, and just try to to not mess up what they've done. Um, in many ways, the just the volunteers. To know we've got we've trained thousands of volunteers across the state. Presently, have probably two thousand active volunteers that are uh, presently credentialed and able to go out and uh, man to be able to come alongside them uh, and pour encouragement into them, and making them help help them understand that what they're doing. Uh, is making a difference, um, yeah. And and so I'm excited about stepping into this role, um, and and just learning um, from the people that that give day in and day out. Um, we've got folks right now that are deployed and and serving, and there'll be others when the next disaster comes, and different ones that'll do it, um, and and just pouring into them, uh, encouraging as well as sharing the story of taking this this story that you've put together in 50 years, you know, and just going out and making sure that our state understands what a tremendous ministry this is and, and encouraging others to get involved. I'd love to see us have a volunteer, a trained volunteer in every church mm-hmm. in Oklahoma. Amen. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, we have 2,000 volunteers, but not one in every church or a group in every church. So I'd love to see... It just expand to that to where we have a touch point in every little community in our state. And, and something
0: I love about these volunteer team members—they're—they're they're giving of their time. They're—they're they're facing inconvenience and discomfort to help other people. Yeah. And, and and as Bob alluded to, the storm victims and others—they notice that these people came a long way, and they're serving with the joy of the Lord, and they want to know. I I want some of that. Not only are we help meeting these physical needs, we're sharing the gospel. Yeah. Very New Testament, uh, mm-hmm. the, the way our Lord taught us to do. Uh, People can go to okdisasterhelp.org. They can financially participate. They can find out how to get in touch with volunteer options, of course, links about the book. Um, Jason, in the interview we did with the messenger, you talked about the Manford fires from several years ago, probably 10 years ago, uh, Mm -hmm. as one of the first you were part of. How did it change your life just to see how all this comes together with the disaster relief?
2: You know you go through the training the orientation and and those things and then you get the opportunity to go and um, and so it was Manford and Moore probably the two that have stuck out to me the most um, and and the impact that they they had um, you know those those fires at Manford and and I served on the feeding team and mm-hmm. so a lot of yeah. times the mm-hmm. feeding team doesn't get to go out into the field and actually see what's happened. They're there Mm -hmm. fixing meals and sending them to the workers or people are coming in to be fed, those types of things. But um, because of my relationship with Sam and just uh, the opportunity that I had, I did get to travel out and go out into the area and Mm -hmm. just see our people at work. I mean, our volunteers literally sifting through the ashes of someone's home, trying to help them save anything that could be there. I mean, that's you have pictures, Bob, of in your mind that will never be taken away from mm-hmm, you that's right. from these experiences, and that's you know those moments are the things that that you carry with you and really motivate you to keep doing this. And yeah. uh, so it just anyway, sticks out in absolutely. Mind
0: thank thank you for sharing that. And you know, I remember, uh, of course, Bob and I each having worked with the Baptist Messenger. Uh, we, we get to capture some of these stories in moments. One time I was there taking photos on a deployment and after we stopped for lunch and someone comes up to me at the restaurant because I was wearing the DR signature yellow because right, I needed right. to get where I needed to go. And I hadn't really hardly lift a finger that day in the look of profound gratitude on the faces of those citizens of that town thank you all for being here you know as baptists because of our biblical convictions we have to stand on a lot of uh principles that are not really popular in society today that don't make us you know the cool kids but people respect what baptists do when it comes to disaster and they are grateful and they they listen you've you've experienced some of those life-changing moments bob if
1: i might add a little bit of that. It, yeah. after the terrorist attacks in new york city of course mm-hmm. we had gone and we were wearing our yellow shirts i don't think we paid for a meal while we were in new york city wow. believe it or not the restaurant we'd go into a restaurant and they'd see our shirts and they'd say <laughs> you don't have to pay for anything here hmm. people were standing on the streets as our as our van was going in and out of ground zero and it just makes you feel good because they they were applauding us and thanking us for coming and one of the, one aspect of that is that we had kind of that touch point with them from the Murrah bombing in 1995. Yeah. New York firefighters came down to Oklahoma City and helped us recover from that. And they knew that we had been through something similar, even though on a much smaller scale than it was in New York City. And it kind of gave us a, a contact point. We just, it felt like, we used the word brothers a lot, but it was really almost like we were a brotherhood because we kind of knew what they were going through. And We were able to minister to just New Yorkers walking down the streets, and they uh, were looking up. They were looking up at, they were looking up at a, basically a gaping hole in their skyline because the two twin towers had been there for, for wow. many, many years since the '70s, I think '60s. And you'd go up, and they were just they were just weeping. Uh, and you know, <laughs> walk down the street in New York City, and you, and you see a lady crying, and you walk up to her and you put your arm around her. You couldn't have done that before 9/11, I guarantee you. You'd have been the local cops have been all over you but it was a it was a way for us to minister to those folks pray with them comfort them and you know we they we sent teddy bears for the uh, policemen and firefighters to take out the children just all those kinds of things uh so having been there it does make a difference because they know that you kind of know what's going on and 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 they know that you have gone through that similar experience. It really, it really speaks to them. And if we have just a minute, I'd like to go ahead and explain how the name of the book came about real quickly. Yeah, it's absolutely. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I struggled with what to call the book. Uh, and I finally decided I would just use the one event that really precipitated the formation of uh, Oklahoma Baptist uh, Disaster Relief. Uh, th- uh, this was in, in October 1973. There was a, a flood in the Enid area that uh, uh, more than 15 inches of rain fell. Wow! Three uh, in three hours, 12 inches of rain fell. Can you, just imagine how much rain that is, and that really kind of spurred spurred it on. You know, I, we compare I compared that to the Johnston, uh, Pennsylvania flood, Johnstown, Pennsylvania mm-hmm. flood, and that was kind of the the prime example of a flood it was back in uh, 1889 and they there was five inches less rain fell in johnstown pennsylvania than it than it wow. did in enid that kind of gives you some perspective on how much rain fell tragically nine people died in enid uh, but as a, res- as a result of that the bgco decided to uh, to collect funds to set up a disaster relief operation basically uh, they set up uh, a goal of twenty-five thousand dollars, which was was met, you know, very very quickly, and then in December the board of directors, under the urging of former uh, former Governor Raymond Gary, who was a board member at that time, he says he stood up and said, you know, when I go to these disaster sites, uh, I see the Salvation Army and I see the Red Cross, but I don't see Oklahoma Baptists. We need to have a presence at these disasters, and we need to we really need to. To show that God is working through us, that we do care for people, and and as a result, the board of directors voted to go ahead and officially form Oklahoma uh, Southern Baptist Disaster Relief. So that kind of is how it all got started. It's a, to me, it's an amazing story. Yeah. This whole thing through five decades of, of how it began, how it continued, how it's grown. Uh, Chaplaincy is another another great part of that. I became a chaplain. I was uh, I was the third. Uh, NAM uh, endorsed disaster relief chaplain in the entire United States, uh, first in Oklahoma. Not that I'm bragging, but I'm just showing how God has used what I've been able to go through to spur me on to even greater efforts because I know it's not me that's doing anything, it's the Lord who's working through that's me right. and through our disaster relief
0: volunteers. So. Thank you for sharing that, Bob. Thank you for doing this book and, gentlemen, for coming on today. Uh, Again, Oklahoma Baptist Disaster Relief uh, needs financial support, prayer support, volunteer support, and what a vision to have every church represented. That's wonderful. Amen. So let's do that. Gentlemen, thank you again. Go to okdisasterhelp.org to find out more about this ministry and how you can be part. God bless you, and thanks again, gentlemen. Thank Thank you. This Messenger Insight has been brought to you by the Cooperative Program and Oklahoma Baptists. Visit us at baptistmessenger.com or your preferred podcast platform. Oklahoma Baptists, advancing the gospel together.